we are recording. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to We Define Sisterhood. And we keeping this part two. Welcome to We Define Sisterhood in the flesh on YouTube. Okay, y'all. Now <laughs> All right. Time. Welcome to We Define Sisterhood, where we celebrate scars and embrace liberation. We are your wonderful podcast hosts, Taylor. And Sam, each month we focus on the spiritual pr- principle that we are rooted in. This month we are rooted in purity, not simply sexual purity, but mind, body, and spirit. <sighs> you don't know my story or the things that I've been through. Y'all don't know what we've been through tonight. Y'all really and, uh, don't. Y'all really don't. Just to be on here with you beautiful people. But we are going to tell you because we're at the first segment, which is the heart check. The heart check segment is as simple as it sounds. This is our time to check in with ourselves and our listeners to see just how well we've been keeping ourselves. Hashtag keep yourself. So yeah. listeners, if you're on YouTube and watching this, please let us know below how you're doing, how you're feeling. Those that are also listening, how those are our watchers, right? Our listeners. If you want to leave us a wonderful little um, comment on our Instagram, please let us know how you're doing. But Sam, my lovely sister, please let us know. How was your week? How are you feeling, sis? How you doing? Well, I think the accurate word to describe me is frazzled. I, <laughs> it's busy season. It's my first busy season at work. And... I feel like, you know, sometimes like you feel like you're not doing well and then you realize that everything you're doing is new. And so it's not so much that you're not doing well, it's just new. And I'm trying to figure out what kind of rhythm I need. How do I need to organize myself to like stay on top of things? And I have to be honest, like I kind of felt down last week. I felt like I wasn't succeeding. I I was putting too much pressure on myself. And I realized like, fam, just celebrate, you know, um, Celebrate that you started. Shout out to my bro. He really encouraged me on Sunday. And, you know, uh, it's it's okay when you're just starting out. Just keep encouraging yourself. So this week, it's just busy. You know, I'm working late at night. I'm not getting a lot of sleep. Um, my dog is acting like she doesn't like anything I give her. She's, she's crying right now. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> like, I'm just... She's just acting weird. I don't know. It's that it's that five month puppy stage that they say is pretty awful. And when you get past this stage, it gets better. So we have one more month. Um, so yeah, I think for me, I'm just trying to balance. You know, I, if there's a such thing. How are you, sis? I hear you, girl. <laughs> I completely understand. I definitely felt the same way. Just. Got a lot going on, girl. Work is a lot. All of my work. And (laughs) um, yeah, it's just a lot. It's draining, honestly. And I haven't been taking a break. It's so funny. My boss, well, I've been talking in therapy about how I'm going to take some vacation time and Mm. it hasn't happened yet. It just never feels like there's a good time. My boss today in our one-on-one was like, oh yeah, and you need to take some vacation. I was like, isn't it beautiful when they tell you? Girl, I'm like, <laughs> um, so that is something that I'm looking forward to. I already I'm planning next Monday and Tuesday. I'm just excited. I need time to rest. 
Although my normal vacation would be, you know, fly, fly on a plane, plane, but you know, it's okay. I'm going to take some nice vacation time here in the house. Excuse mm -hmm. me, chilling. So yeah, outside of that, um, it's been a rocky, it's just been a lot of thought just thinking about we're already in March, which is crazy. It feels like so much has happened and nothing at all, all at the same time. So I'm definitely reflecting, reflecting on how this year has gone thus far and what I want to see out of this year, you know, like, Lord, we have a quarter of the way, like, can you believe we're already in March, <laughs> heading toward April? Girl, a quarter of the way done. So that's, um, that's kind of scary. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just want to make sure like I'm where I want to be, you know, mm -hmm. um, and what do I need to do if I'm not there yet or not that it needs to be there, but ooh, at this point of the year, what are some of my goals and that I set early on and am I advancing towards those? Sometimes I feel like I'm so exhausted just by all the things that I'm doing that I haven't had a lot of time to just be, be with myself, you know, and do the things that I enjoy, like um, coloring and doing art and just activating other areas of my life besides work. So I, I know I, I've not been good at doing a good job. There's, I really have this like picture I've been drawing and I want to finish so bad. It's like, you want to do stuff for yourself, but I'm finding that little things, sometimes you can incorporate little things, even if you're like not 100% there yet. Um, just trying to find those little moments, those like 15 minutes where it could just be you and God or just you and something you like. So mm -hmm, shout out to vacation. Keep us posted. Yes, I shall. I shall. I'm excited. It'll be on the next episode. All right, now we're getting into hashtag that's the real tea. Today's topic, we are talking a little bit more in depth about purity. And so in this segment, we flip culture on its head and turn a teacup full of gossip into a teacup filled with meaningful, heartfelt conversation reflection and spiritual truth so sis i'm gonna bring it over right to you let us know what we talk about in depth today since we're talking about that hashtag ash energy we we, we, we talking about he ain't it he ain't uh -oh. it so uh -oh. okay y'all so we have had a night oh my gosh but we wanted to continue the conversation about relationships right and so we opened up the month talking about our personal journeys, our journeys of self-worth, what influenced us, the good, the bad, the ugly. And um, I really enjoyed doing that episode with my sis. And so we kind of wanted to have a lighthearted night tonight. Um, and we wanted to get deeper into like, okay, y'all, let's get personal. Like, what, 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 how do we feel about dating? What are our experiences? And so it's so funny that, um, our theme this month, we decided to do purity. And I'm sure the initial reaction would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, sexual purity, da, da, da. Obviously, that's like a big part of it. We could do a whole another series or podcast on that kind of thing. But I think what I want people to walk away with tonight is understanding that purity deals with our the intentions and motivations of our heart. And so I just want to frame the conversation with a little information and you know as we always do when we finish out the month we'll get deeper into what that means but um in terms of just just you know what the word says about purity in scripture I love um the psalms and how David was asking God to purify him and to 
give him a clean heart. And many of us who may have grown up in the church or even didn't grow up in the church, when we think about religious environments, we think about rules, we think about all the things that we have to do in order to be pure. But I think what Holy Spirit has been talking to me about and what has been so evident as I've been listening to the word at church and just around me is, is that it's a work that he does within us, right? And so we have our part, which is our work of obedience and submission to him. But the washing and the purity, that is something that is freely given to us from the Lord. And that is something that we continuously have to ask for, move in, walk in. So I just wanted to give us a few few points about purity. So one, there's a couple different definitions. But I just like the one that says a pure, clean, empty, and sincere. So much happens in life. Um, so much, especially as we're talking about the conversation of dating, like, come on, we're so flooded with all these different voices that we sometimes just need to be emptied out and and purified. Um, and so I love how uh, the word puts it like this in the, in the Passion Translation, Psalms 119 and 9. And it says, how can a young man stay pure? Only by living in the word of God and walking in his truth. And I love how it says in, because that means that he is washing inside of you. He is dwelling inside of you. And so purity is not the works of our hands, but it's really the inner working of Holy Spirit in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls. And I want people to know that it's not like we're saying, oh, you don't have to do anything to be pure. Well, obviously, part of being pure is abstaining from sin. It's abstaining from wickedness. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things. It's wicked. Who can know it? So he's always searching out our heart. Um, and so we we always have to check our motives and intentions. We always have to check that. And so I wanted to talk about the aspect of purity that deals with intentions and motivations of the heart, because we're talking about all the dusties now, okay, all the dusty dating situations, all the things that we have learned all the things we picked up, but we have to check our intentions and our motives and also that person. As much as we want to make sure that we're abstaining from sex and, and lust, we also need to have pure motivations of the heart. And so along the way, I have learned a lot about intentions and motives when it comes to dating, what signs to look for, what signs I missed, you know, all of that in between. And so before we even get into all of that, I wanted to start open up the conversation, Taylor, with this. What are the messages that you received about dating, romance, or love growing up? You know us. We always start from the beginning. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I think I came from extremely strong women. My grandmother, my mother, my great-grandmother, and so um, especially Black women where it was, it was a privilege to be strong, right? To be independent. And I still, I believe those are beautiful things, but I think sometimes when you focus so much on being independent and so much on being strong that you don't allow other people in, right? You don't allow people to do things for you or to receive love. And so I think that was something that I learned. I also learned that um, to take care of other people, sometimes the detriment of yourself. And so to be so giving and part of your identity, being and being a caregiver, caring for others, others depending on you, but that's an honor and it truly is, but it cannot be at the detriment of yourself. Um, I also learned 
just how to celebrate me, the beautiful things, you know, about um, dating and romance, about having people love on you, you know, that that is a beautiful thing and that you deserve for people to give you affection and attention. And, um, and yeah, I think I didn't have a lot of positive examples of relationships, healthy relationships, unfortunately. So I think uh, it led me to turning to the church. And in those cases, there were some toxic things that I also <laughs> picked up from there, you know, around. And I don't want to just focus on all the negative things, but I know, guys, there's positive things that we have. <laughs> there really the are. Why we're highlighting it is because I think so many, many of us live in bondage to these things that we're supposed to do, and it's actually not bringing us closer to God. Facts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think around oof, purity culture, we can go, we talked a little bit about that last episode, but in particular around this notion that you have to be perfect for God to bless you with a mate, right? So you have to, and if it's not working out, then there's something that you need to work on yourself. And that's still something that I'm trying to kind of erode and break down that. No, it does not mean that because <laughs> it feels like it's a punishment, like God, okay, why are you punishing me? Because I didn't get to this place yet. What do I still need to work on on myself? And sometimes, I mean, you're always, you're becoming, right? So you're never going to be perfect and releasing this notion that you need to be. Um, I think the beauty of being around awesome friends is them reminding you like, girl, you're amazing. And it doesn't mean that you're perfect. You don't have things to work on. Everybody does, but you don't have to hyper-focus on that. Um, and just this beautiful, I think with social media, we can see so many beautiful black love, so many relationships that are healthy, right? How to talk things through. I love Kevin, Melissa. They have a podcast Shout out to the Love Hour. If yes, you watch our podcast love them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be wonderful. But, um, that would be amazing. But yes, they just allowed me to see like, okay, you know, they're not perfect either, but to really have critical conversations, to be honest um, with each other. And what does that look like? To be intimate, right? Um, beyond just like sexual intimacy, while well, that is really important as well. But what does that look like, right? How to be emotionally mature. And so those are all things that I value. And I know get into that but I'm excited to hear yours it's no I love that you you definitely get into some of the things I wanted to talk about tonight me oh girl you know I grew up holding this church huh you can't date till you're married you can't date until you're married I used to be in my mind like how that work though I, I, I don't know. I'm confused so I, I I don't know I was just my understanding was you ain't gonna date ain't no dating in this house don't have no little boys calling your phone. Ask my sister's siblings, girl. We was, um, call my sister's phone after um, this time. Because, you know, don't call the house phone. Or you calling your friend. Girl, can you put such and such through? Girl, ain't no ain't no boys in this house. Ain't no boys in this house. So, I mean, I think Not that. can like, you put such and such through, put them through? Put them through, sis. This is when we was doing, when call waiting had come out. You know, shoot, when 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 call the ID came out, see some of y'all don't know. Y'all don't know what that life is like. You're too young. You're too young to understand what it was like when you got your first caller ID phone. Mm-hmm. Or when your mama clicked on the phone and was listening to your comments. Hello, get off my phone. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, some of y'all don't know because y'all got cell phones. We didn't have that. We didn't have that. <laughs> we was using my big sister's phone. Girl, girl, can can such such call your phone? Girl, she was the only one with the cell phone. Girl, we was all three used to. Well, me not as much, but (laughs) when I got older. But 
you know, no, nah, for real, my parents were in ministry. I told you I'm a ministry baby. And so um, growing up in my environment, it just wasn't even really a conversation. I knew I couldn't date anybody. Um, I knew my parents expected us to abstain from sex, you know, but we didn't really have like a lot of in-depth conversations about it. Then when I was like 15, you know, my mother unfortunately got sick. And so we moved in with my grandmother and things really changed in my life, like really, really changed. My dad wasn't really around. And I started kind of like <laughs> figuring things out, you know, and I would talk to my mom about it. And I think it was at that point that we slowly started like getting deeper about those things and it shifted. Mm -hmm. But my original framework was just like nothing. So I, I really didn't know anything. I didn't know what to do. And on top of that, I didn't really have the most positive examples either. So, you know, I'm looking at, well, I don't want to do that. You know, my, my sister, she's trying to coach me how to be a player and I'm awkward and like quirky. And, 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 <laughs> no, it wasn't no Issa Rae back then. It wasn't no Issa Rae. Awkward black girl. You know, I'm over here telling you. wasn't representing us yet. Girl, I'm I'm over here telling boys I, I I'm a, I'm I'm a closet freak. I don't even know what that means. I didn't even know what it meant. I just thought somebody told me to say it. I don't know because the boys and I didn't feel like guys liked me. Like I didn't feel like they were into me. Like I was that girl who was reading books. I I was I was really really quirky and it wasn't cool to be quirky back then. Like it wasn't cool to be the awkward black girl. It wasn't cool to be the quirky black girl. You got called white. I, if black people calling me white, white people calling me, they're the black people that they, that they felt as palatable. Little did they know, child, I was militant from day one. Okay. Black Panther in my heart. So I was just like, I don't really know where I belong. And so I always had this colorful brigade of friends and we were kind of like, the cool misfits. We weren't necessarily at the bottom category, but we weren't at the top either. So we didn't really know how to navigate those situations when we were growing up. And I was really, really shy. You know, you guys see the extroverted outgoing Sam. I was really shy to the point where a dude told me you are too shy for me and stopped talking to me in the ninth grade. And I was like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, it's not something I could just, you know, so I, I had some mixed messaging. I can definitely relate to the purity culture. I think because I think my parents were trying to guide me the right way. They just didn't necessarily know how to have the conversation with me at that time. And so just like many of us who did grow up in the church, my mindset was I have to find a husband. So I was fixated on this so young. And if I could talk to my younger self, I would be like, that's okay. That's well and good. You want to prepare. You want to be abstaining from sex. You want to do that, but like live your life experience your life this doesn't define who you are you know you are someone without this you know and I think that was hard for me because I had deep deep rooted hurts and abandonment issues and I wanted to be loved I wanted to to feel I, I wanted to feel like guys can like me I wanted to feel like some type of validation and so we'll get more into like you know I guess that a little bit deeper into the podcast but that was kind of like my experiences. Yeah, it was really a mixed bag because on one hand, I grew up in the church. But on the other hand, you know, I had some friends who was for the streets. So I, I was exposed to like a lot at the same time. And I didn't really know how to process it. And I didn't know the language for it. And again, I was what they call the girl that was slow. I was the girl that you will want to marry when you're 30. And like a little do you know, 
don't none of us want y'all now. You done wasted our time so much. We don't want you. We pushing. Well, I ain't gonna say we pushing 30, but you know, we are elder. We are don't put us out there like that. That's we are wise 20s. We're in the the wise 20s right now. I like so. that. That feels good. <laughs> yeah, we don't want y'all. Like, come on, you missed your chance. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so um I guess to, to continue that conversation, um, because we did kind of talk about um, being a Christian woman. So what expectations did you feel were put on you or that you put on yourself as you as it relates to like dating and navigating that? That's such Waiting a good for question. Mr. Right or the one. I don't know about expectations. So here's what I can say. Basically, even after thinking about what you said, I think I can't say. So early on, I remember my mom getting the book about sex, right? And so the anatomy in particular. <laughs> Y'all, I was the kid. I was just a curious kid. So I was like, oh, mama, that's me. Andy, what about the boys? I want the book on the boys. I want to know how their body works. <laughs> my mom was like, oh, my gosh. This girl's crazy. Sis, we're going to focus on you first. I remember her telling me that. Like, okay. <laughs> but um, so I will say my parents definitely, how long but definitely, but they had the conversation about sex, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't say we had a lot of conversations about dating, about relationships. So I remember me having boyfriends and then, you know, I remember distinct instances where my mother found out and it was a whole situation. It was traumatic. The car was <laughs> tears were shed it was just a situation right and so because of that I do feel like I wanted to know more about like what that looked like what was it supposed to be and I think that drew me to the church and wanting because I had questions and um I remember I left school excuse me I left home at 17 to go off to school the summer right before I was going to college my dad pulled me to the side and he said, you know, I want to make sure that, and rightfully so, that he had all sisters. So he has like five sisters. Um, Many of them had children at a younger age. So to protect me, he wanted me to be on birth control. And so um, he was just like, let's get you on this before you go off to school. Right. And I know that was a, out of protecting me, out of wanting the best for me. Um, But I think that standard of making sure you know um even though like I wasn't even worried I was like bro I got I'm I'm gonna take mine uh I don't know I'm doing all that but no I think that like that was something that was kind of swirling in my head you know and then standards I of course I was taught to take pride and care of myself right Mm -hmm. and so um that was important to me but to be honest and I'm sure we'll get into this for a long time, um, because of my own traumas, I just pushed everybody away. I was like, ooh, <laughs> skirt. Friends were cool. It was guys. You know, I did not let anyone get close to me. So I had standards about like what I was worth. And that didn't mean that sometimes, you know, people in my life that maybe didn't meet my what I knew was best for me. But after all, I was like, oh, boo, you got to go. <laughs> you got to go because you're doing so much. So I think there were times where I was intentionally not allowing things good, bad, and different, all of it to even come into my space, you know? So, um, so yeah, I guess those were kind of my standards, not per se specific standards. Of course, I wanted him to be a man of God and um, those type of things, but I can't say that I always, it just felt like it was so far away. (laughs) Like what I desired seemed so far fetched that 
you know, begin to talk to different people that may like, you know, some, you, you, you know, something is there, but knowing my heart that that was in the direction that I wanted to go in. Yeah. Oh, you know, this is interesting for me. I, I feel like for me, I felt like sometimes I just didn't feel like I could relate to I guess the ways in which, and I'm not saying that women shouldn't care for the home, right? Or that men shouldn't provide or all of that. But I think some of the ways, uh, the, the traditional setup of it, I never felt quite was fitting for me. Like, you know, like both of my sisters, they're wonderful because they're great at it. And I can, I can cook, you know, I'm, I'm cool. I'm decent, you know, I keep it simple. I keep it simple. But I, I'm a lot better now. But, you know, I really felt insecure about that. I, I don't, I didn't feel like that was really me and I distinctly remember having a conversation with my mom a couple years ago being like mom you know what I I need me a man who don't mind cooking here and there don't mind you know I I can't do the Susie homework make thing that girl that ain't me that ain't me and I I had to I think because I I don't I think I talked about this a little bit but going on my own spiritual journey as an adult and getting to know Christ more and what it what a Proverbs 31 woman really really was and who really was Ruth outside of this love story that we made Ruth into, but she was so much more than that. And I, I just saw like these powerful women in the Bible that were so much more to that, but were sometimes reduced to these very like surfacey kind of stories um, that kind of idolized men. And I didn't feel like that was healthy for me. I didn't feel like it was accurate, you know? Um, And so I kind of like, I guess in the expectation side, I felt like I, in the beginning, I kind of had to be this kind of woman in order to have this like godly man. And then that changed. And then, you know, on the flip side of that, like, like I said, so many things were going on at the same time. On one hand, I, I felt like that. On the other hand, I, even though I was no longer that awkward girl and I bloomed into this, this woman, I still had that little girl inside of me that feels like I don't want me guys are not interested in me I'm never the girl that they pick you know I I I really wanted to like get deep about the the books I was reading and I really am like a a, a, the artistic intellectual like I truly am that and um I think that I just carried a lot of weight with me in the early days when I was trying to date on top of that trying to figure out what that even means when I had no notion of dating and and we pull as much from the word as we can to guide our lives. But our cultural context is, is a little bit different. Now, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So I'm not saying that the word doesn't apply. It does. But the way that it's expressed in our culture, is things are just so different now. And um, it was just, you know, like there's no reference for like they didn't date, man. They were the, the, the context that they were living in. That wasn't the setup. Right. The context that they were living in, they weren't abstaining from sex all the way up into their late 20s, early 30s, and even longer for some people. So so we, I, I feel like one time my sister and I were having this conversation that maybe some of the elders that we had grown up with really didn't know what to tell us. They didn't have quite the tools quite for us because they were getting married at 18, 19 years old. That isn't our situation now. And so... I didn't have a clear picture of how to sustain, how to make it through. 
And I feel like every guy that I was coming in contact with, I was like, wait, is this my husband? Is this? You know, and I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> and so I kind of made a lot of mistakes along the way. But I think I learned some really, really like valuable lessons um, in that. And, you know, I wanted to be in a relationship with a, a man that loved God. And I, I wanted it to be something that and we were moving toward marriage. But I think I didn't take stock or know how to appreciate taking your time learning you what do I like what do I like what do I like to do how you know do I even like to spend time with myself you know um mm -hmm. you know what kind of man do I want to raise my kid what, what kind of future am I what do I want and also just kind of enjoying the the now of those seasons of just being young and hanging with my friends and just having a good time. I think I put so much pressure on myself in the early years. And I remember seeing this Facebook post when I was like 17. I was like, and 10 years from now, when I have kids, I hope my child head ain't big. Child, I say random stuff on Facebook. Please don't read my old Facebook post. Y'all would drag me. Okay. This random, but um, I'm 28. I don't have no kids and I am happy about it. you hearing me. Hallelujah. This puppy hey. is, enough. is enough for me. I just, I'm not, I would like to, you know, but I, <laughs> that tells you right there where my mindset was, what I thought was going to happen. And so I think part of it was letting go of what I expected and what I thought and just free myself from that. Absolutely. And then I got to the point, child, I was like, I'm about to be 30 living in the loft somewhere, traveling the world. You know, <laughs> I, was, I was almost to the point where I was like, do I even care anymore? But that's all another story. Um so, you know, I think um, there's just so many things that, like, influence us with dating. And so, <laughs> but, you know, before we, like, transition into um, our next segment, I just wanted to end this segment on this. You know, what, how do you now honor your self-worth in these situations now that you've been through that? What is maybe one thing you do to honor your own self-worth in and God, honor God and, and what he has for your life. Yeah, I think most simply put, I take my time. I'm really working on slowing things down. Um, there is no rush, right? If it's for me, I believe it's for me. Nothing I can do or say will get in the way of that. So I don't have to rush. I think sometimes when we're so plowing so fast ahead that it's hard to hear God's voice, right? Maybe he may be saying slightly make a right here, you know, or do something here, pause here for a second. Not that it means you can't move forward, but you need to pause here. There's something I need to show you. There's something you need to see. But sometimes, especially with love, it can be so blinding, um, right? We get so enthralled. We get so excited. And those are not bad things, but take your time. And so because I've been able to wait and to be patient a little bit more, to me to see some things that I probably would have fast forwarded past before see some things that maybe I really like and I'm like oh I really like this quality and sometimes see things that I'm like mm, you know what I'm gonna put the brakes on this I think mm. this is not what I'm really looking for and so time has allowed me to yeah to slow down um, and enjoy the process mm -hmm. I love that I think mine is is similar but it's, it's also to um just I, like i i know i said this but like embrace the now embrace the moment um mm -hmm. it is okay to desire a husband a wife it is okay to desire those things but 
not to idolize them. And sometimes it's not intentional. It's not like I was just seeking God because I wanted a man. I was seeking God because I wanted him. Mm-hmm. But in my experiences in life, in um, dealing with feelings of rejection and self-worth, I was looking to these experiences to validate me in a way that only Christ could do. Only Christ could affirm me. And so I think my, my, my takeaway was allowing God to affirm me, allowing him to speak me, allowing him to lead me and using my voice, vocalizing to these people, listen, I ain't the one, you know? And sometimes we can really like a person and we can have these genuine experiences and then it just didn't work out and we get really disappointed. But we were talking about this the other day that know that on the other side of that, if God is allowing that situation to be diffused, if he's severing it and removing it, there is something so much better on the other side. So often we hold up with like that little, that's a little picture to the, the little teddy bear and God had this huge teddy bear behind us that we're holding on to the little small thing and he's like baby I got something so much better for you on the other side of this just walk with me just, just trust in me and I feel like somebody needs to hear that tonight you are holding on to me girl mm-hmm. oh my <laughs> God. you know because it might not be dating for you it might be something else but you are holding on to a past season you are holding on to something and God is like I got something so much better for you on the other side and it's not just about the blessings and all of those beautiful things that we want to receive, but it's about having a heart and truly being able to walk in liberty with him. And so I feel like in all of this, if nothing else you take away from our silliness, you walk away knowing that you can take your time, Sarah. Walk it through. Let God affirm you. But even when you get disappointed, know that he is with you, that he has better in store for you. So with that said, I'll turn over to you to learn to transition us into our next segment. Yeah, I just thank you. That was such a good word. I think um, just to make it real, like I I needed to hear that, you know, even lately, y'all, this quarantine dating is a whole situation. Okay, for some, maybe you found love like my sis over there. Beautiful. I am so excited. Girl, but it was I a situation before that if you were really <laughs> These crusty dusties, my God, ashy energy, okay? Um, it can be very, very discouraging when you are doing the things, right? You're doing the work on yourself. You're going to therapy. You're bettering yourself. You're feeling more confident and comfortable in who you are to communicate what your needs are. And then when you do that thing, right, you tell that person that you're into it, that you're kind of feeling or that you're talking to that, hey, this is what I need. I need communication to be a little more frequent in this area. And they do not respond how you, um, what you need in the ways that you need, you know, that can be tough. That can be tough to receive. Um, And I just want to encourage you like, sis, bro, you are not by yourself. Like it is not something wrong with you. No, Um, even though that may be your default, Speaking to myself, okay, even though that may not, um, that may be your default. However, people respond has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. And so do not internalize that. Don't take that on. Um, As Sam was saying, God has something even more better for you. And like, hold on to that faith, you know, even when it doesn't look like it, even when you can't see the end, to know that at the end of the day, God wants the best for you. Somebody who was not doing right by you was not the best. And I want the very best. Okay. So um, I'm excited for us and all the things that are going to come out of that as we transition transition into our next segment, Am I My Sister's Keeper, is the critical self-reflection point of our podcast. 
This is the segment where we explore the difficulties of relationships and challenge ourselves to love each other better. Keep your sister, keep your brother, keep your mother. Anyway, uh, no, Taylor did such a beautiful job in transitioning us toward um, the end of that segment. And I think what I want you guys to walk away with is something that you can like use and know that like, okay, here's, here's some things I can help you out. So <clears throat> I call this hashtag ashy energy, four ways to identify ashy energy in people. The reason I say this is because sometimes we hold on to situations where we want, you know, we want to, we want them to like, us. you know, we want it to work out. And it just, you know, it just, it ends up being a learning experience, but sometimes it's a detour that you don't have to take. Um, I think you said it so beautifully, Taylin, that, you know, it's hard not to internalize these, this wig, I'm sorry, y'all. It's hard not to internalize these situations. Black girl problems. <laughs> right. Not even, everybody be wearing wigs these days. But girl, girl, I'm trying focus. to grow this little baby hair that I got. But, you know, it's, it's hard because we... It's hard not to internalize these situations, you know, similar to Taylor and I was in an experience where I really liked this person and we talked all the time and, you know, I I learned through that situation that I don't know means no. If they don't know, if they're not over somebody, if they're still holding on to certain things, it means no. And I know that we don't want that, right? Like we want it to work out, but I think that you can take ownership in those situations and let the person know how you're feeling. So, so many times we hold ourselves back because we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to be the one. I ain't going to tell him. He needs to tell me. I ain't going to tell her. She needs to. No, like you can take control of that situation. Put yourself out there. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. You know, it was, you were brave enough to, to do that, learn from that experience. And that's why we should always be always praying always when we're going through these situations, because sometimes me have ended up in situations that we could have avoided, you know? Um, and we, I'm glad I could testify and tell someone else so they don't have to go through what I went through, but sometimes they can be avoided if we just plug into Holy spirit and those people around us that love us so much. And so with that said, I'm going to be your big sister tonight. And I'm going to tell you about red and green, green flags. So this is from this, uh, therapist that I follow sit with Sharon on Instagram. And although she's not a Christian therapist, y'all, I really do like what she, the information she puts out there because she talks a lot about um, family relationships and how you can identify uh, abandonment issues, rejection issues, codependency issues in your current relationships and your family relationships. So we kind of talked about some of our red flags and like things that like happen. And a lot of times we only know what the red and we don't know what the green are. So I wanted to just read to you guys a few of these. Um, And maybe I actually will post this on our page so that you guys can see what I'm talking about. But um, a couple red flags that you you might identify in somebody is they may maybe like hyper-focused on the relationship. They may show signs of manipulation or invalidation. Maybe they're not accepting your boundaries. But I think one of the most common common red flags is inconsistence the person is just inconsistent and I think that sometimes we try to like reason within ourselves um and I don't necessarily mean that they have to talk to you every day you know the age-old sis he he gotta be texting you good morning every day don't text him first and like all that is all well and good but the reality is people communicate differently right so I mean if his rhythm is he he or her he or she's rhythm is they talk to you every couple days fine 
consistent though, right? And so if somebody's kind of hot and cold, that's a red flag, sis. So here are my four ways to identify ashy energy with the bonus. And we're going to come, we're going to circle back to the green flags at the end. Um, one, girl, he just don't know about nothing. He don't know. He don't know if he like you. He don't know if he over it. He don't know if we have time. He don't know. He don't know nothing, sis. Ashy energy. Two, you have to initiate the majority or all of the interactions. You are literally carrying all the conversations. If you don't reach out, you don't hear from that person. Ashy energy. Okay. You have very little access to this person while you have given him all the access. Oh my God. This happens so much with girls. I feel like we will be so willing to give this guy all of this access to all this information, our heart, our time. And he's literally doing the bare minimum. He has done nothing to earn it. He has done nothing to deserve it. You are giving all of the access and you're getting very little out of this person. Ashy energy. Okay. And here's a little bonus for you. This is a rookie mistake, y'all. I made this rookie mistake. I made this rookie mistake. Sis, he ain't over his ex. He ain't over her. He's still talking to her. He's still talking about her. He talking to you about her. He talking to you. You over here like hoping, hoping and wishing. Isn't that song that go? Anyway, you, you over here hoping, wishing. You know, girl, he talking to you. That's a rookie mistake, sis. Ashy energy. All right. So <laughs> I want to leave us with some green flags, y'all. Um, like I said, I'll post this. And it really talks a lot about just some signs that you can see in relationships. And not just um, romantic, but like friendships, too. If you are seeing these behaviors of somebody who is always conflict avoidant, overly, maybe overly critical, is pressuring you into sex, is pressuring you into things. These are red flags. Listen to the red flags. Listen to that gut feeling that you have inside. Don't ignore it. You won't, you will, you will, hopefully, I don't want to say you'll regret it, but you'll be looking back and realizing that you missed all of these signs. Then we have our green flags. And one is a good one, honors boundaries. The person is communicating openly with you. They're consistent. It's not about being perfect, but they have healthy hobbies. You guys are bonding about shared values, not shared traumas, although you may have some in common. Uh, the person can self-reflect. They are in tune with themselves. Um, they know themselves. And I think uh, uh, something that we often don't value is emotional maturity in others. We look for all the finances. We look for everything, but we need to see the maturity in their spiritual life and in their emotions. How does that person manage their emotions? And how are, how are they managing their relationships in their life? Are they accountable to anybody? Are they willing to be accountable to anybody? Are they honest? Are they transparent? Are they offering something up? Or are you the person that's always offering something up? These are things that you need to pay attention to, that you need to look at so that you can know when it's time to tap out over that hashtag Ashy Energy says, don't let it get to you. Taylor, do you have anything else to add to this? I don't think so, sis. You were very clear. I love that the segment is so practical, just reminding our friendly folks what to look for. 
Yes. All right. So you guys, thank you for bearing with us tonight. We've had so many things going on behind the scenes that y'all don't even know about. Okay. Yes. So we are rounding out my beautiful people. As a reminder, please submit any questions you have to mm -hmm. our Instagram page at we define sisterhood or our email at we define sisterhood at gmail.com. We're moving on to the very last segment. I would maybe Hallelujah. argue the most important. And that is the benediction. We have come to this time where we spend our final moments affirming one another with truth and sealed in Christ with a prayer of agreement. I'm going to turn it over to my sis. Yeah. So you guys, if there's nothing else that you get from this is that your worth, your destiny, your purpose, all of that is wrapped up in Christ. Everyone deserves the love that they really truly desire but sometimes our desires are not quite what we need and we have to submit those things to Christ and so I want you to know that it, you are allowed to have what you really want in a person in a relationship you are allowed to ask for more you are allowed to have standards you are allowed to uphold the the that 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 standard that God gave you don't let anybody make you feel you're you're too picky you're no you know what God put in your heart you know we're not asking no we're not saying being unreasonable but you know what God has given you and if you don't know I encourage you to begin to seek God's heart concerning all of your relationships okay so today's affirmation is I will not allow others to determine my worth. I will walk confidently knowing that I am loved and that I am deserving of love. Okay? We come from love. God wrapped us in, a, in his love. And, you know, he is a God of so many things beyond love. But I want you to know there's so many things inside of him that he has for you. Don't waste your days on this earth pining for a love that you already have. You just need to open your eyes and see it. So we just thank you for all of our wonderful listeners who heard all of our funny stories tonight, all of our mishaps, and all the words that God spoke through us. We want to come in together in prayer and seal this word with an agreement. And I want to pray this over you, that Lord, we're asking you to come into our hearts and purify us in every way. We are asking you to purify the motivations and intentions of our heart so that they reflect you, Jesus. Father, tonight, as people are listening, we're in a time of a pandemic and many of us feel isolated and alone. Many of us have been waiting on love. Many of us have been seeking love. Many of us are just too wrapped up in being comforted in, in the things that we think that we need and we really don't need. So, Father, I pray that you come and let your perfect love rule over every single person listening listening rule over them let your perfect peace come and rule over them give them eyes to see father i pray that your divine hand in this hour in this season would sever every tie that is not of you father let them seek your word says seek first the kingdom all these things that have been added unto you we don't want to always come to you with our hands out god but we want to receive the more we want to receive what you're releasing now we want to walk with you we want to walk in authority tonight as we were speaking about boundaries father you're reminding me that we have authority in these situations to put the enemy under our foot we have authority to walk with you and talk with you and tell the enemy that he has to go he has to leave our our relationships he has to leave our mind he has to leave our home he cannot stay and so father i just declare a word of peace 
uh, a word of encouragement, a word of upliftment, Lord, over your people tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, sis, for that beautiful prayer. Well, we hope, beautiful people, that today, tonight, this morning, whenever you're listening to this awesome podcast, that you have enjoyed it and that you remember to follow us at We Define Sisterhood on the gram. We pray that you are just reminded that you are loved, that you are cared for, that love takes time. And for some, it may come Mm -hmm. easily. And for others, it takes a little bit more time. But it does not mean it's a reflection of you, your worth, your character, or who you are. We hope that tonight, you remember that you don't have to settle for anything less than what you desire um, and that the lights the love and laughter forever will be a portion until we